welcome to episode 87 of the Design Details Podcast. I'm Brian Levin. And I'm Bryn Jackson. This episode, we hung out with Meg Robichaud, my birthday buddy. She's an illustrator. She does freelance work and she's from Canada and she like travels all over the world and her life sounds way more exciting than ours. It is more exciting. We hope you enjoy listening. If you need more podcasts to listen to after this show, go to spec.fm. We have five shows on the spec network, all helping designers and developers level up. Hit us up on Twitter if you want to chat. We're at Design Details FM or join our Slack team at spec.fm slash Slack. Before we get into this show with Meg, we wanted to thank our two sponsors that made the episode possible. First up, as always, Dropbox. Dropbox is the simplest way to work the way that you want. So they handle all the, the syncing and the sharing and all the file management, all that stuff. So whether you're coding, sketching, prototyping, whatever, Dropbox is with you throughout the entire process. Dropbox works with any kind of files so you're free to use whatever tools you want, whatever tools you need for every single project, design, otherwise. When you're ready for feedback, you can send large files to anyone really fast. They don't have to download them or anything. They can just see the preview right in your browser and they can comment right in line. There's a commenting feature that gives people a central place to post their thoughts. And that way conversations can happen right alongside the work itself. And you don't have to go out and get like more emails. No one needs that. You don't have to go use Slack, whatever. Dropbox gives you the freedom to work on anything from anywhere with anyone you choose and you can get started at dropbox.com thanks once again to dropbox our second sponsor is wayno a full service digital agency cranking out some world-class work that we love and admire if you haven't heard of them you've surely seen their work online uh they're basically taking over the front page of dribble every single day it's wayno they do work for companies like dropbox red bull airbnb medium google reuters they did the Santa Tracker at one point, which is an amazing site that's now live and running. They're an amazing agency doing amazing work, and we are so happy to have them as sponsors. They're sponsoring because they enjoy the podcast, they want to support us, they want you to know that they exist, and if you're looking for a job, they are hiring. They just opened an office in New York, they have an office here in San Francisco. It's a beautiful office. So if you need a job, go to wayno.co, U-E-N-O dot C-O, and tell them that we sent you. They are hiring. They're doing amazing work. And if you need to level up, this is the best place to do it. Thanks so much to Wayno for sponsoring the show and making this episode possible. And with that, let's get into episode 87 with Meg Robichaud. I'm Meg Robichaud. I'm a freelance illustrator and designer, uh, kind of mostly illustrator these days. What are you working on right now? Um, I'm doing a lot of, uh, I'll do like 404 pages or empty state pages, and then I'll do the ma- matching marketing pages um you just did that for teespring recently yeah so i just did that for yeah. teespring and then i've got two more that i'm working with um that to be honest i don't know which ones i signed ndas for but i can tell you <laughs> what they are yeah so once i put the teespring stuff up i kind of get the same kind of thing coming through mm-hmm. um and then i'm working with on um edi- editorial for uh just a whole bunch of spot illustrations of like the different products just all like little spot illustrations lately. Wait, um, what's a spot illustration? Uh, I kind of, I guess, I kind of make the the difference in my head um, is there's the icons that are kind of the little tiny ones. Spot illustration would be something more uh, like a, a 404 page or an empty state, like a little bit more detail kind of, and then there would be like a full on illustration. Okay. Um, I don't know if anyone else uses that but that's kind of mine okay cool and you just worked with dan petty for some epicurrence stuff yes yes are you going uh yeah yeah nice i uh yeah uh he does killer stuff that was just for fun kind of thing it was like the 
the badge kind of or the emblem i don't know yeah. what, how, how do you describe that uh i think he called it a badge a badge yeah um or no he called it a patch i call it a badge oh patch yeah, yeah, yeah. yes um because the original patch. purpose of it was to for the epic wine goes on the coat yeah the last um, one had it on our jackets yeah yeah. yeah 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 um yeah that was just just for fun for fun with yeah, dan yeah. he's uh yeah just need a little help cool mm. and you're also traveling a ton right now yes Yes. What's up with that? Um, oh, I guess that was kind of an accident. I don't know. I, I It's been about 11 months now. I put all my stuff in storage and then just kind of started drifting. Um, and it, I don't know. It seems to suit me. Well, I'm sure everyone asks why, right? Like what what happened that uh, you were just like, this is the next step of my life? Well, it kind of, there's, there's kind of like two parts to it, I guess. Um one a a really close friend of mine died and i was feeling like kind of lost anyway wasn't super happy in vancouver uh because i kind of i felt like i was just wasting my time being having fun with my friends are you from there i'm from new brunswick but i lived in vancouver for six years so i would call vancouver my home but then the other half of it is that i tried to get an apartment with a bunch of my friends and then the guy was kind of using us to leverage someone else but I was the only one who gave notice on my apartment, um, which is so, and it's so hard to find a place in Vancouver. I was like, oh, I guess I have to put it all in storage. It's fine. I'll deal with this. When I come back, I'm going away on a couple of trips. And I came back and I was like, why would I, why would I get an apartment though? Anyone want to go somewhere? And I've just kind of been doing that ever since. So where have you been so far? Um, I guess it, it's, it would have started actually with Epicurrence last mm-hmm. year. Epicurrence one. Epicurrence one. Yeah, and then I went. I went from there down to uh, uh, Creative South. Mm-hmm. Or I went to Vancouver for a bit in between. Down to Creative South. Lived in Texas for a bit. Down to New Orleans, New York, Newfoundland. I don't know where I was in between. <laughs> <laughs> there's some. There's some holes in my stories. Uh, and then I went on a program called Hacker Paradise, which I'm not sure if you actually. I guess it's a program. It's a it's a group of nomads who uh, they just rent a a co working space, like a floor of a co working space, and pick a different place each month. So um, I went and met them in Barcelona for a month, and then you kind of get a break. So I went and did France for a bit, and then went to Berlin with them for a month, and then uh, I had to come back for some weddings. As you do, as everyone does, <laughs> it's wedding season, I guess. Um, and then I made so many friends in that program that I kind of been just going around and, and hanging out with those guys again. That's amazing. And you're just working freelance remotely the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How's that working out? I love it. I get to work on all kinds of different projects and kind of like the, I get to see like really small pieces of what I do evolve. Cause I get to reinvent it every time I get a new client kind of thing. I love it. Is the nomad thing, does it contribute to your work or is it? A distraction that you're always in a new place, like having to learn new things, different languages, things like that. I really thought it would be. I thought like if I'm going to travel, I'm going to be some, I would be like picking between my career and my, and traveling. Um, but it's been like completely the opposite. I get so much work done. I, um, I think it's, I don't know, maybe it's because I have no friends in any of the cities. <laughs> <laughs> no people to hang out with? Well, and then even like when I was with the Hacker Paradise, um, 
everybody's on the not just the same schedule but the same mindset mm -hmm. like we would go to the beach and then everyone's getting kind of antsy because we all have something that we're in the middle of and we kind of want to get back to and like and so you go back and you work for the rest of the night and you actually work until midnight whereas like in vancouver all my friends work shift work uh -huh. and i'm the only one who they can always ask I think shift work's like so interesting because obviously you're very productive when you're not working regular hours, mm -hmm. right? Um, the least regular hours are my most productive ones. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. such a weird thing. I don't understand why that works. I, I've never met anyone it didn't really work for. It's just that people choose to spend it on like more fun things versus... Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I don't either. To, I'll blame the Percocet. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, let's back up a little bit. How did you start illustrating, getting into design, like backstory, um, backstory the whole, segment? The whole backstory? Um, piece by piece, every uh, single thing. Okay, here we go. Um, so I started in engineering, um, and so I have three years of civil engineering, and I was really bad at it. And This was college? This is, yeah, this is unit, like straight out of high school, university um, at UNB. And uh, it's at University of New Brunswick, it is, yeah, nice dude. <laughs> yeah, I was so bad at that. I had a little bit of kinesiology in there too, I was all over the map. Wow, wait, what is that? Kinesiology is the study of movement, yeah. So it's like you can take two routes you can go gym teacher route, or you can go uh, more doctor physiology, like sports medicine, yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. okay, so you tried that for a year, uh, yeah, I have like half a year, and then I transferred into civil engineering. And then... Uh, oh, so you started there. I started there. Interesting. All over the map. Okay. And... Uh, like you are now, all over the map. Ooh, look at that. It all comes <laughs> look at back these around. metaphors. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, so you oh, yeah. studied kine kine kinesiology. kinesiology. Yeah, kinesiology for like a half a year or something. Transferred into civil engineering. Total. What was it about civil engineering that drew you into it? I had... Um, I originally had aspirations to go into architecture but I got some really bad advice at some point where someone said, oh, no, if you want to work in North America, you know that we only make square buildings. We actually only <laughs> hire civil engineers. And <laughs> Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> That's such a broad generality. It's incredible. But some, someone's going around telling high schoolers that, and they some, some of them believe it. Do you have a PSA for that? say that's not the case <laughs> it's, it's, i know i know many architects if they had heard this um and well the other program that i was looking to go into is at ubc and you need like a half an undergrad to get into it so in theory that was my plan i was kind of drifting and then i went to um a life drawing class or no i had an apsc exam first or what's apsc Applied science and physics. But there, it was there's like... lots of physics based <laughs> stuff in here. Was physics a thing for you? Oh, I hate physics. Oh, I'm so bad. But at like it. kinesiology, <laughs> civil engineering, <laughs> applied science, physics. Well, Those all sound like physics. It's a lot of physics, and I was really bad at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had, I had one exam where it was like, I, if a car is rolling down a hill backwards and someone opens the door <laughs> at this angle and it hits a something at this part of the door what is the acceleration at the hinge and i just like kind of vomited <laughs> <laughs> strong reaction i like it and i went to all my friends and was like how like 
this is outrageous. How dare they ask us such difficult questions? This is, we need to, we need to revolt. This is terrible. And they're like, that was an insanely easy test. I don't know what your problem is. Oh, God. <laughs> and you're like, oh. Oh, no, no. Um, I mean, yeah. I probably did pretty good on it. <laughs> it's, <but. laughs> it's fine. Is anyone going out tonight? New beer? Uh, but then I went to an, a life drawing course and had like the reverse thing happen. I was like, holy shit, I'm in the wrong place. This is, and I just dropped out and went to art school. So there's just this moment where you knew that like that was something you'd be good at? Um, A little bit. A little bit. I didn't want to live in New Brunswick anymore. And I wanted to live next to Whistler. So I was kind of already looking for a good reason. Totally agree. I get it. But, Sounds great. Oh, it was, yeah, it was perfect. Whistler to ski, snowboard, mountain bike. Snowboard. Snowboard. Nice. nice. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping I'm healed up in time to go snowboarding at Epicurance 3. Oh, you I got you to. Too, I'm buddy. really hoping. Toes crossed for you, buddy. That hurts. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, okay, so art school. Art school. Um, yeah, so I went to the Art Institute of Vancouver and did uh, Foundations of Design and Print Design. Okay. Um, yeah, I I think I it was the right call for me. Um, because I, I won, had no, I needed like, I needed some structure. I came from a really small town as it was. And like Vancouver was terrifying. And um, I also just had never opened Adobe in my life. Like this was all brand new. Um, but in retrospect, I don't think I would recommend it to anyone who actually has opened Adobe in their life. Because the only thing that I I really got out of it was how to use photoshop how to use photoshop illustrator yeah well yeah you work in illustrator usually illustrator yeah got it okay uh were your like parents supportive of this oh uh, yeah like all the changes and crazy <laughs> switching i i told them when i like had already booked a plane ticket to vancouver but they were they were cool about it they were great okay yeah. awesome yeah so what happened uh at the end of art school when you graduated when I graduated, I could not get anybody to hire me, um, and and for a while spent. I what, mean, what I were mean, you applying for? Like, I, was it illustration roles? Uh, just like any entry level. Like I applied to, um, but like classic print stuff, like applying to design companies and and more like little print shops and okay. uh, and less n- not in the startup world at all. Um. And and I couldn't figure out why no one would hire me. And for a while, I got like really depressed and made Etsy jewelry, thinking this is all that this has ever got me. I didn't sell. Everyone things. has an Etsy jewelry. Yeah, everybody has an Etsy jewelry <laughs> story. That's how we all start, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, but it. T- I mean, so it, in retrospect, uh, my he he loved my resume. This teacher. This teacher. Um, and like used it as an example as what other people should do. Other people were not being it creative enough. Uh, and it, it had a, a giant octopus on the top. It had like the, the water line and the octopus was coming up with a sock over his head so that people didn't know that it was an octopus underneath. And you, it was, it's such a bad resume. <laughs> uh, so 
it totally makes sense that no one hired me. If you were doing a resume now, what, what, <laughs> what would it look like? I would I would have significantly less sea creatures on it. <laughs> Good starting point. I'm not promising to keep them all off. Maybe one sea creature. One, like a, a reasonable a small one. one. <laughs> a reasonable sea creature, like a starfish or something. Everybody yes. likes a starfish. Who doesn't like starfish? Like a flounder. <laughs> <laughs> At least a seashell. I think I would probably default to doing the like skill level things that. Oh no! I know. <laughs> no, I Meg. Would I would never make a resume because I know I don't know how to make a resume. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I w- I think I would I would just put my name then, illustrator and designer. Do you ever think about doing, like a full time job anymore, or is that just something you're not interested in at all? Um, it's definitely crossed my mind, and uh, I I think eventually I will want a full time job. Um, the part that's missing for me most in freelance is, uh, getting to wake up in the middle of the night and have an idea about this. Cause it's the only thing that's turning in the back of my mind. And then you get to be like way more proud of it. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, eventually I'm going to want that more and more. And so I'm going to, there's going to be a switching, switching point and I'll go get a full-time job. So you think it's inevitable? I think it's kind of inevitable. Okay. Do you Maybe. have any idea what you'd want to do? Or like what know. kind of company, I guess, is the better uh, question. I don't know. Maybe uh, the other thing I think I'm missing in freelance is um, kind of a, a reach to so many people. So I think I probably want to work somewhere that like gets a lot of eyes on that just because it's the opposite of freelance. I don't know if Interesting. that would be uh, something I want for a long time. But I don't know. I think I would just want the opposite of freelance just to see what it's like. And then, and to learn from people too. So I will probably chase someone who I want to learn from. That's been Brian's whole thing at Facebook. He just moved from a one person team to like a huge team and he's kind of like a multi hundred person team. I'm learning from people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. I, yeah, that, that part I'm, I'm pretty jealous of, but I find going to a lot of conferences like halfway makes up for that. Um, if you okay, yeah, you still get that interaction. It's just from a larger group. Yeah, of well, variety. not so much like the actual conference of it, but just you end up with some real relationships from yeah. people you can actually ask advice for. Epicurance um, is great. For that's that. why I think exactly. it's smart because like you get more out of what doesn't really happen in the 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 talks and the conference itself. It's more like yeah, going exactly. out with drinks with people afterwards and like actually becoming friends with them and yeah, if you learning just from them that way, one friend like. You're good if it's a real friendship who's someone who actually understands your job, who you can bounce ideas off of. It's insanely valuable. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious then about the in-between time from when you graduated to when you kind of figured out that you could freelance and actually just do this on your own. So eventually I went to a startup or a, not a startup, an incubator in Vancouver called, um, what was it called? Girl Lab. And um I had some friends who were in the first cohort there, which is how I found out about it, because I didn't really know anything about the startup world, um, but kind of showed up and was like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to get some work. It, got strong selling point. <laughs> um, so then I ended up working for three of the five companies, just kind of bouncing around and doing Bits five companies at that lab at the girl lab at the yeah co that cohort of okay. the incubator yeah and so i did a lot of mobile design there uh 
and then like icon sets and things like that. But they would kind of let me do footer images. And and then, but it would only be the footer images that I show people. And so eventually, if you keep posting the thing you want to like, I didn't know I wanted to do illustration. It just was my favorite part to do. And then suddenly that was all people were asking me to do. And everybody wins. You get the work that's in your portfolio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you just freelanced ever since. Yeah, yeah. Hard, You don't seem to be hating it. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like it's going okay. From um, the outside, from the internet perspective. Uh, yeah, I, I find as long as I'm posting work consistently, then new work comes in. Um, but I mean, and there's definitely projects I've taken that were just to pay the bills kind of thing, but um, that's okay. That's part of it. And then there, and then those will get you in between the projects you're insanely excited about, and it's totally worth it. How do you feel about Dan Petty's whole like work for free thing? I'm okay with working for free, too. I think when I first started, I would I was so terrified of ever being caught by another designer working for free. Like it's it's way more the designers than it is anything else. We get um, really aggressive with each other. We can be pretty mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, designers never a strong opinion. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I've only recently been okay with participating in um, group art shows. Just because someone would contact me and say it's for free. And I I was so terrified. I was like, no, I don't work for free. No, not in this charity art show. This isn't spec work. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other thing I've been doing is um, instead of just like sending hate mail and posting on Twitter, like uh, anytime someone does ask me for spec, I just, most of the time, if I tell them that they don't know that they just asked me for spec work and here's what it is and here's what designers think of it and here's what I think you should do. They're usually like, oh, I, I had no idea. Like, we'll pay you. It's no problem. Oh, uh, so you like actually communicate and respond like a normal, oh, nice turn, person. Turns yeah. out if you don't burn a bridge, <laughs> you can still walk across it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's crazy. But I mean, you get so many likes on Twitter. Favorite. <laughs> Wait, when you're Tim Reynolds. <laughs> Wait, I think they are likes now. They are likes yeah. now. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned that you you're working on a lot of like empty states and marketing pages and stuff. Empty states seem to be the, like the last thing a lot of people focus on, but you're saying that's your first piece and then the marketing pages that go with it. Yeah. So it'll be like, um, we're trying to get a whole product off the ground. So they'll, they'll be kind of, uh, there's a couple of teams who are already working together to build it and they just come to me with their different pieces. So, the marketing team will come to me at the same time as the product. And, and so the product will need like a set of small icons and empty states. That's the, that's the only time I come in. And at the same time, they kind of want to match the marketing, but mm -hmm. it, they don't necessarily have to be the same. But we'll just do them at the same time. Okay. What led to you working on empty states that often? Um, Is it just that people default to using illustrations there? Or? Yeah. I, I think uh, people are heading more towards il illustrations there. Okay. Um, definitely since I posted the Teespring thing, a lot more people come to me for empty states. Kind of you, you see the one thing that you're looking for and then you contact the person who already knows how to do it kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, and like the same thing with 404 pages, like one person illustrated it and then there, one person made a joke about it and then everybody did kind of thing. I feel like those are the, the dark corners of products that most product designers don't really 
think about. Well, mm. like the, the uh, no one is, will ever 404. Like they'll always can, we'll have a perfect navigation system. But then if they do 404, mm-hmm. you can actually create like a pretty awesome experience for something that broke in like empty states, mm-hmm. which nobody s- thinks about, but they're really important, especially onboarding and all that kind of stuff. I feel like totally. a lot of people know they're important. It's just hard to convince like stakeholders, quote unquote, that it, it's something you should spend time on. They're like, well, why wouldn't they just click the button? Why would they ever type a random URL? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it happens. People are weird and terrible. Have you seen any of those arguments happen with companies you're working at? Uh, not really. I, uh, I'm only there in the email thread, so I think they spare me that part. One, once you're there, they've probably already decided They've already convinced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's been a recurring challenge or something that, that you keep bumping up against as a freelancer? Um, getting to change my style or evolve oh. any at all. Do you feel like you're pigeonholed? A little bit. Really? You post up work and you just get that infinitely? Yeah. Yeah, and even I'll, um, and, and you know, everybody's super nice and they'll say, we trust your judgment, like, do whatever you want, and and then I send it to them and they're like, cool. Could you uh, actually do it similar to your old stuff? Do you, do you want it? But what about strokes? You didn't use strokes. <laughs> um, which I, it is, I mean, I can rip through those so quickly, so it's kind of nice to, and also be able to like estimate exactly how long it's going to be, can it take me to do it if I do it in that style that they're asking for. So it's, it's kind of convenient, but it's like a, a scary thing in the back of my mind that I'm going to get stuck in this style and then I'm not going to know how to get out of it. And, and I should be fixing that now and, and no one will let me, so, I, I could do it on my own. I guess. Yeah. How do you, how do you fight that? Um, like group art shows is one. Uh, but it's, it's also kind of hard to do it on anytime I'm doing something for free. I'm kind of like, yeah, I'll do this for free, but you, I'm going to do it like the fastest way I know how, cause you're getting free work, not real work. So then I default to using the same style that everybody else is asking for. Um, so I know that the solution is to do it on my own and come up with new things and, and then be posting that. Um, but it's a little bit harder to actually do. Now, when you say posting it, you mean like putting it on Dribbble mm-hmm. and your portfolio? Yeah, as long as I'm post uh, Dribbble, Behance, and Instagram, I don't really, I don't get that much work from updating my portfolio. Okay, which is probably why I don't. Do you get work from Instagram? I get work from Instagram. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, do you feel like those are the three that get you the most work, or is your work mostly word of mouth at this point? Do people use Behance? I didn't think so, but uh, I get I get work every now and then from Behance. Not like I. It's also I'm more. I like to be able to. I like the format of Behance a little bit more than Dribble. I want to show you the whole thing and not just a chunk of it. Okay. Yeah. As I think it's. I think I am getting more word of mouth now than I did before. But definitely, if I stop posting, like I get significantly less work. So back to the style thing. Uh, what do you want to be doing? Like, what do you want to be exploring or trying even different mediums or something? Oh, no, no. I'm the, me and the Wacom tablet go way back. <laughs> Best friends. Um, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't want to take a break from the strokes. I still really, really enjoy drawing that way. I'm just afraid of getting five years down the road and I've only drawn the same thing. And now I don't know how to do anything else. How are you going to do strokes in VR? How does that work? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll animate them. There you go. Problem solved. Done. Done. Are you learning animation? Um, I did it once. 
I had a very nice client who I said, I've never done this before, but I'd really like to try. And they're like, man, go ahead. So I, I, I can only kind of make things move in and out. Move in and out. Yeah. 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 Up and down, big and small. I had no idea what was possible in Keynote until this week. Magic move. Mm. It's insane. It's all that matters is a magic move. You can like draw essentially, like have animated drawings of lines and shapes and why did I even learn After Effects? I know, right? That's what I'm saying. It's Keynote. Like, Why do we do anything? Why not just use Keynote for everything? <laughs> <laughs> you could, I guess. Let's not. Please. <laughs> I'm switching to Keynote. Done. Done. Does Intuos work with Keynote? Huh? Or are you Cintiq? Uh, no, just Intuos. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've tried the Cintiq before, but um, I'm very addicted to the... My, my left hand does just as much work doing the quick commands and stuff i couldn't i need them separate have you tried the ipad pro with the pencil i have but with people who are like you'll love this when then they watch and then i like draw a line and so i i've been like played with it. <laughs> it's like when you try typing <laughs> when someone's watching you like get yeah. terrible all of a sudden yeah exactly yeah, i can imagine that being really hard with illustration <laughs> yeah and everybody's so they're like this is the best moment of your life i get to be there when you try the first apple you're like ah well I drew a circle and a square. What are you guys you still watching? When I go to the Apple store for like a new device, I'm like, oh, I'm so excited to play with it. Like the new MacBook. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this is awesome. And then I realize I don't have anything to do on it. So I just like walk away. I'm yeah. Like, well, that was cool. Guess <laughs> I don't need it. Uh, Got to go home. Um, can we do a practical tips section about like your workflow, the tools you're using, things like that for illustrators and people that want to get better? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Maybe we can start with like workflow. Okay. Um, I The first thing I always do is set up my color palettes um, and like spend a long time going out and picking out the colors before I would ever draw anything. Um, really? Colors before anything? Colors before anything. How much of that comes from the client's like corporate color scheme or something? Um, Style guide? Not that often, actually. I always am begging them to give me colors and they never give me colors um, just because like extra constraints makes it easier. Yep. Um. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go back and change the... They're all different objects. I just don't want to go color it again. So I always pick the colors first. <laughs> I love it. You're like very <laughs> practical. <laughs> um, and then uh, I always set them up as the strokes in like three, two, and one uh, point size. And then the, the fills too. Um, so that I can click on it, draw, click on it, draw, click on it, draw, instead of going to set it every time. And I've recently started doing, uh, I used to do like, uh, make those with the fill and the stroke in one thing. And I've changed to doing those um, as separate objects so that I can change the color without having to change the stroke or change all of the stroke. I don't like changing the color after. Got it. Don't change the color. <laughs> <laughs> and then there, it's like, oh, just one little change. We need to change the stroke just a little bit for everything i have to go click every one of them <laughs> um <laughs> um i'm really big on the shape builder tool i think i use that more than anything not to be confused with the shape finder or pathfinder see i was thinking pathfinder what's shape builder um i don't know where it is on the thing but it's command shift m <laughs> <laughs> got it that one this is where you like drag across a few th items yeah yeah so you would one. you would yeah you select the whole thing and then you you can like subtract pieces and add and 
add other pieces together so like you kind of you have to do it all in one sitting you like can't leave and come back later but you select them all and then you know what's got to go and what's not and then and also it's a really good one for impressing people if they're watching like (laughs) watch this used to be circles and squares and now it's a cat (laughs) (laughs) surprise what nailed it um and uh, what else? I'm really big on, I think the pencil is a very underrated tool. The pencil and the smooth. Um, oh, not like a literal pencil. No, 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 no. <laughs> the pencil itself. You got excited for <laughs> The <a> wooden <laughs> pencil. <laughs> First one to ever say that. <laughs> underrated. Uh, no, the pencil on Adobe Illustrator. Mm-hmm. Um, just, and with the smooth tool, a lot of times if I get like, I i have anything that's going to be kind of organic like any sort of swirls or anything um i can't seem to figure it out i feel my hand knows it better than i do but um illustrator's not super good with uh catching it so i i give it like three or four times on the pencil and then it's perfect any sort of swirly things but like trying to draw it with pen tool is impossible mm-hmm. um yeah i end up using the pencil tool a lot and that's kind of it. Pen, pencil, and shape builder. Crazy. Mm. So you've got it, your workflow like pretty optimized. Yeah. You also do logo and branding stuff. You do a little bit of product. Like, Do you feel like those are areas that you would maybe move towards outside of illustration? Like keep expanding your style and learning and things like that? Uh, n- I hate doing logos. Really? I hate it. And it's not, I always start off really excited, but it's just. It's a big section on your portfolio. I know. It's super frustrating, but it's so much fun. It's, it is at the start. I, I think... <laughs> this would be the best Correct. logo ever. Is, it's the best at the start. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so good for... You get to feel like a mad scientist kind of thing. You get all your ideas out in one place and you do all the research and then you get to draw all your... And then and then the scope creep happens. I, I, I don't think I've found the right format for... Uh, like setting constraints with clients for logos it just it always ends up so frustrating and compared to doing illustrations where you get a list of them and then like here you go good we're done next problem kind of thing I feel like the the, it's too emotionally involved logos Hmm. Uh, which and and all you you want to agree with them too it makes sense that this is this is your company, and it's all you think about all day, all, and you probably you have a lot on the line to get this started or whatever it is. Um, so you should be emotionally involved in the tiny little piece that you're gonna that's gonna represent all of it, and that you're going to put on all all of your hoodies and hats and whatever else you put it on. Uh, t-shirts first probably t-shirts first startup t-shirts i'd start hoodies personally (laughs) it is winter (laughs) it's a little chilly uh yeah yeah it's a a, and then i don't know i feel like tempers always go off on logos a lot more than anything else everyone's just so chill in illustration world Mm. chill illustration chill illustration do you do all this just over email yeah yeah usually sometimes i do um google hangouts Mm mm-hmm um, if I'm in the city, I'll drop in and kind of go meet people. But it even then, it's just to say hello, and then I'll go home and send me an email of what you want. So most of your clients are here. A lot of them are here. Yeah, I I wouldn't say 
I'd say like 50%. Okay. In San Francisco, that is. Yeah. Okay. So how do you keep it balanced as a freelancer traveling? Like you're in new cities. I imagine there's this urge to like get there and explore and see everything and like do the things that you want to do in that city. Mm -hmm. But then you have these like. No, you just go, where's Wi-Fi? Okay, I'm going to go draw stuff. Really? Clearly. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Huh. Um, I do a lot of, like, as, as soon as I get to a new city, um, I start anywhere that I'll, I'll find a blog that has the best places to work in your city and start on my map. And then I'll, uh, like, if I'm there's a museum or something I want to go to, then I'll find the one that's closest to it. And then it's, like, half the day working, half... It's, everything is built around, I want to go draw in a coffee shop and like squeeze everything else in. Okay. Do you feel like you've gotten to know the places that you've stayed? I'm not like judging or any, like he's judging I don't so come, hard. No, <laughs> I don't want to come across like that, but I found that, so I traveled at the beginning of this year and like mm-hmm. worked at the same time. And sometimes I worked so much that I like left a city feeling like I'd missed it in a way. Like I'd spent too much time working and sort of missed that experience. How are you approaching that i feel like for me to know a city i really like having a routine that's like i i'm there long enough that i need to go get groceries and i found my favorite coffee shop and i i found my like favorite place to run out to and this is this is how they do like day-to-day life and that's how and then i get feel like i get to say i know a city a lot more than kind of checking off all the things on the list that you're supposed to do I don't get super stressed out about missing some. I I get stressed out if I miss like everyone, but that hasn't happened yet. What about uh, like friends and keeping long-term relationships with people? Like, is that tough when you're switching cities all the time or has uh, the hacker paradise helped with that a bit? Uh, yeah, that definitely helped. Um, the like absolutely necessary part, I think, of traveling a lot is having people that you talk to every day who would be like someone who gets the the trivial like I tried to awkward hug someone and it was so embarrassing kind of stories awkward hugs are the best (laughs) oh I can't figure the like the European hug where you go in for the two kisses thing I just I can't I kind of mash (laughs) I I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) can we um, are we done I'm gonna go home now Just like like those kind of weird interactions that if we don't talk very often, it would be super weird out of the blue thing for you to hear about. But as long as I have someone to talk to every day uh, who I can tell them that kind of stuff, I don't feel so far away from my friends. Um, and I also do kind of, I I plan around a lot of catching up with people or or like inviting myself on their vacations. It it's a, It's not so like... That sounds pretty nice. Uh, it's great. Every, everybody <laughs> else has been planning this trip for a year, and I'm just like, hey, so I know this is your honeymoon, but uh, <laughs> I am so quiet. I'm going to tag along. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even know I'm here. I'm literally going to go to a coffee shop and draw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, and then, um, so I already kind of, because I'm from New Brunswick and uh, moved to Vancouver, and so did my brother, um, it's really expensive to fly between Canada. So I already kind of have the habit of meeting my parents somewhere else because it's cheaper that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I see people more now that I'm traveling. And you get the best, uh, it, like if you're in the same city, you get the I'm busy, you're busy, like let's meet in passing. But if, Let's be busy together. This is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> 
But when you're in a city for not very long, then people make a point to spend quality time with you. Um, so I think of anything, it's, it's strengthened my friendships. That's a great point. Uh, the n- whole nomad thing kind of blew up this last year. Did it? Was it this year? Yeah, there's like all these nomad startups and it became a pretty yeah. popular thing to like work and travel at the same time. Has it been like everything you thought it would be? Has it, are there parts of it that you would trade to just stay in one city? Um, I think, yes, definitely. It, it, I think the biggest part about it is um, that I, I have to remember that I was making a trade when I started. It It's, I would, on any given night, love to wrap myself in blankets and watch Netflix and never leave my house and order Chinese food and that would be great and that would be a great life. It sounds pretty nice. It sounds really nice. Uh, but there was just like this feeling that life was passing me by and, and I'm wasting my time and this is the, the I'm probably going to get a job eventually and this is the opportunity to go do all those things I talked about. Um, so anytime that it sucks, I remember that I was making a trade and I knew it was going to suck sometimes. Uh, and this feeling is still better than the feeling that everything's passing me by, even though it would be so much more comfortable to be in my blanket fort. Has there been a time that it particularly sucked? Yeah, I, yeah. Um, definitely screwed up some, uh, trying to be too cheap and like, bought the ticket that uh, like I got stuck in a train station over this was actually a while ago this wasn't this particular trip but it's a better story and it's the same kind of thing um stuck in a train station like overnight thinking oh well we'll be inside it'll be fine turned out to be outside like uh next train doesn't come for four hours and we could have just paid the extra like 20 bucks to get the nice seats but no and then you're (laughs) (laughs) gotta save those 20 dollars gotta save those 20 dollars and you're just like two hours of wrapping yourself in a sundress kind of thing like wondering how you got to this part in your life i like existential train station (laughs) crisis (laughs) (laughs) i feel like there's a lot of just travel things that didn't work out or any like um bed bugs would be an issue oh man i have there's bed bugs everywhere man uh, Usually in beds. In beds, uh, <laughs> not just in beds. <laughs> <laughs> You're like a bed bug expert at this point, actually. Uh, Do you feel pretty confident now? Like, have all these experiences like gotten you to the point where like you go to a new city and you know, you know, I'll figure this out. It's not a big deal. Or do you still uh, have these like existential crises? There's some. There's still some existential crisis in my future. Okay. Definitely, and just. I don't know. You're exhausted, especially you just traveled for a long time and the, the Airbnb isn't answering and and it's cold and it, it's just and you it just sucks sometimes like that kind of that part of traveling. Where, and it's, it's a lot worse when you're all by yourself, too. And you can't just like it's those kind of things are funny when it's two people and you're miserable. But when it's you, it's not even a story. <laughs> Do you travel with people often? I usually try to travel with people. Okay. I don't mind traveling by myself, but I'm just aware that it's less fun. So I'll like try my best to link between trips. And then if no one wants to go with me, that's cool too. But I'd rather it be with people. 
you've been writing some stuff and I don't want to like bring it up if you don't want to talk about stuff you've already written because oh, no, it's fine. written about. I don't, I I yeah uh, I do want to I want to get more into writing. Um, nothing in particular. Why? Why? Like why writing more? Because uh, I find your writing really refreshing. By the way, it's like how you would talk. I can hear. <laughs> I've obviously hadn't met you, but I can hear you talking as you read it. Mm-hmm. So it's good. But why do you want to write more? Um, I really like the fact that I feel like. And maybe just specifically in design, maybe anyone who works on the internet, I'm not really sure. You feel like you can get to know people and and that's really cool because you can't do that in every industry. So I just kind of want to take, adva- take advantage of that and like get to know people and let people get to know me and share all these thoughts that are stuck in my brain. Do you have like a list of things that you want to write about or is it just coming and going as as it happens? Um, I, I do have like, I wouldn't say a list. I have pinned tabs that are half started articles okay um can we get a sneak preview of something that you've been thinking about and writing about oh i was thinking about writing one about how to react when someone asks you to blatantly steal something a client a client nicely explaining that how much trouble that gets us in Uh and some nice ways to say no i'm definitely not gonna do that i figured that'd be your answer based on the other client emails you said spec work and stealing it sounds like you're like very nice education i love client (laughs) education people people are pretty reasonable if you give them a chance and if they're not well then you have this really funny email thread to share with the world so win-win not that you would no no i i take the names out isn't it like clients from hell or something yeah 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 well, what's been the response since you started writing? Um, the Definitely the Nomad one, I got nothing but positive response and was really nice. People always ask me why I don't like them. No, not always, but enough that I've noticed it. Um, and Because you're RoboCode. You don't like anyone. I don't like anybody. I'm a, I'm a very <laughs> mean person, uh, obviously. It's probably something that I need to work on myself, but also the fact that I take responsibility for it by saying it, i just have a chill about me like that's just my face it's it's definitely me and i i say that's just my face all the time i say that's just it, like it's a uh, it's it, just my face it's definitely not just my face my face is just fine <laughs> i just don't like you i just don't like you but and uh the i guess the point of the article i was trying to get to is that it's weird that people are comfortable bringing that up. Like, it's just a weird thing to ask someone. Um, and just kind of trying to share the process of of realizing that I was taking responsibility and it's not okay that people are asking me and why are people so comfortable asking me these super inappropriate questions and deciding what my reaction will be moving forward. Um, and then trying to use that as an example of if something kind of makes you feel gross and icky, uh, just think about it for a little bit and decide why it makes you feel gross and what you're going to react with next time. It doesn't have to be like this whole big thing. Just if you thought about it for a minute, then you know what to do next time and you know why something feel- makes you feel gross. Um, but uh, so some of and some of I guess I maybe didn't get that quite across that it was more about take the time to think about it. So I got some kind of nasty comments, which I think was my first time 
on the internet with someone being mean to me. Whoa. I know. How'd it feel? You made it a long time. (laughs) Am I a grown-up now? You're a grown-up. I I think that's exactly what determines you being a (laughs) grown-up. Before Um, it was being mean in newspapers. Was it like anonymous mean or people just being mean and you could like identify who they are? I think it was anonymous mean. and But it was like, it's fine. It was like, your face looks like you smelled cat pee. Like it wasn't... (laughs) What? (laughs) It wasn't like, let's discuss this article. So, I mean, it was fine. It was like, oh, this is... This is what it's like to be on the internet. I don't know if I like this writing thing. This is a scary dark place. Yeah, this is a dark place. Is this YouTube comments? I thought it was on Medium. I, for the for the most part, I got overall the reaction I wanted. Like I got a, a lot of women sa- saying that it made a difference. And that's really all you could, like what more mm-hmm. could you possibly want? Right. Um, and definitely learned that maybe my goal to just push things out the door may might not always be the right move if it's something like women in tech that is a very sensitive issue that's something that i struggle with is i tend to overthink and then just never write it or publish it yeah and that's something i really want to get over yeah and how do you do that i think practical tips help me i think you gotta just push things out the door and be okay if someone says that your face looks like you smell cat pee (laughs) people say about him all the time (laughs) yeah that that happens daily actually yeah i got i got no i have only written two articles so no wisdom here okay but well hopefully that's more than I've written this year. So uh, so we're about out of time. Where can people find you online? Or do you want to plug anything? Oh, oh, I have nothing to plug. I wish I had something nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. Nothing to plug. What about your awesome URLs? <laughs> I, <laughs> I keep changing it. Um, That's bad for SEO. Know, you know I, that. I redirected them, all of them to secret pages <laughs> you have within this, my website. You're supposed to redirect. <laughs> um. Yeah, so my URL is meg.is slash just kidding. Um, and I've said that to a couple people out loud and they go, seriously? Mm-hmm. Really? Uh, I haven't had any positive reaction to that yet. <laughs> I'll give you a positive reaction. Thank you. I think it's funny, <laughs> humorous. <laughs> I clicked on it today and it did not what I expected. Uh oh. No, like it, it, it went to like a main page and I thought it was going to be like a side page that was like a joke. Oh, nope. I was impressed. All of me. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Got you. Okay. Um, and I'm on Dribble, Meg Draws, and uh, Twitter, Meg Draws, Medium, Meg Draws, Instagram, Meg Draws. Why Meg what Draws? What does Meg do? <laughs> <laughs> Why Meg Draws? Because um, no one can spell Robichaux. Oh, actually, that makes a lot more sense now that I think about it. Yeah, I was having a lot, my URL was Meg Robichaux for a long time. Robocode? Robocode. Robichid? Rob. Do you pronounce the D? Robichaud? Uh, yeah, no, one could spell Was it. that you thinking about how to pronounce your name? That's, no. That's an impersonation. <laughs> of I feel like you just had this realization like, shit, <laughs> is I, it Robichaud? Did I forget? Oh, I've had this explained to me so many times. <laughs> well, I gotta th- call my mom. <laughs> mom, what's the deal with our name again? Well, thank you for taking the time to come on while you were in SF. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's been great. That was episode 87. Thanks to Meg for coming and hanging out with us, taking the time out of her little trip to San Francisco. We very much appreciated it. We had tons of fun. Let us know what you thought about the show on Twitter. We're at Design Details FM. Or chat with us in our Slack team. That's at spec.fm slash Slack. And if you need more podcasts to listen to, just look up spec.fm. We've got five podcasts on the network all about design and development. Before we go, huge thanks to our two sponsors that made the show possible. 
First up, as usual, Dropbox. Dropbox lets you work the way you want by handling all the syncing, all the sharing, so you can work on any file, with any device, from wherever you are, and with anyone you choose. So you can just start building more things. And you can check them out and get started at dropbox.com. Thank you once again to Dropbox for sponsoring the show. Our second sponsor is Wayno, full-service digital agency doing some of the world's best design work in the world. They're at ueno.co, and they're hiring. If you need your next job, check them out. They have a careers link at the top of their website. They have offices here in San Francisco and recently opened an office in New York. Tell them that we sent you and get a job at one of the best agencies in the world. We really appreciate them sponsoring the show. Thanks once again to Wayno. We'll see you on Monday with Katie Zhu. Are you using Spotify or Apple Music? I just switched to Spotify. Nice. Apple um, Music's the way to go, man. Mm-mm. I can't do Apple Music. Me neither. But I can't do Spotify either. Because it's terrible, right? It's. <sighs> What's wrong with Spotify? Um, <laughs> Everything? It, what? Uh, the... <laughs> so many things I can't even talk. <laughs> the If you listen to your music offline, like on an airplane, it still plays your songs that you that aren't saved to your phone and then it just gets stuck on not playing anything what is wrong with that (laughs) what's up with that what is up with that (laughs) also the sound it makes when you skip between songs is stupid also the black ui how do you feel about black ui i do not care for black ui (laughs) why did you see rdo have you put them right next to each other (laughs) have you looked at rdo (laughs) have you looked at spotify (laughs) I think Spotify looks good. I I would install it and then I would look at the icon on my screen and be like, nah, and I delete it. Interesting. I'd be like, I I don't want this anywhere. On I my think phone. it's like one of the better executed dark UIs of any I product. Bet, I mean, it might be a great dark UI, but it's still great dark, dark UI. UI. <laughs> <laughs> it's great at being a bad thing. I don't know. I'm probably in opposite stance. I think it's pretty pretty to look at, and it's also better in low light situations. It doesn't hurt your eyes to look at. Well, it hurts my eyes to look at regardless of the lighting. <laughs> White screens are... are no, I'm different. saying it's just really ugly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know what you're saying, buddy. <laughs>